0: educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello and welcome to the New Heights show on education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. Today we will be speaking about um, education and disability, which is actually something that is very close to my heart. Um, I did go through special education as a child. To say that it was not great is perhaps an understatement, although I don't blame the school system. They used what resources they could. Unfortunately, those resources were lacking as far as understanding of disabilities and the integration of children into a general education classroom. Um, I went to school in the eighties, so my knowledge of this is not very up to speed, so in this case, I reached out to um, New Heights Educational Group, and they provided me with some lovely resources and and some very interesting data to share with you today. Um, one of the first articles that i that came across my um Computer is from Education Weekly. It is Four Ways Schools Fail Special Education Students. Um, Now, according to this article, uh, in the U.S., again, this is United States only, um, students, there are over... Um, 6.7 million children with disabilities currently in the system. This is dated May of 2018, so it is a fairly recent study. Um, I did want to point that out. Um, Now, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or IDEA, um, must offer students with disabilities an individualized education plan that enables them to make an individualized education plan that sorry must offer a the students an individualized education plan that enables them to make progress and be adequately challenged to meet their full potential. Um, the IEP. Um, I've heard, again, that that no matter how well-intentioned, things are often missed or dropped. Um, I know that there are several resources such as counselors, um, tutors, reading uh, specialists that schools just don't provide, um, even though the IDEA law does require them to. Um, As of right now, the the study found that fewer than half of the states are currently meeting the obligations of IDEA. Um, There are a lot of reasons for this. Um, Most critically, I think, is the education system lacks funds, that's true, but there's also a a disproportionate um, amount of money is misallocated. Um, not a lot of the money goes toward special education or programs for the disabled. Um, that is one of the major issues. Also, despite their well intentions, um, a lot of colleges do not teach a lot of curriculum on how to teach a disabled student, um, perhaps one and a half classes will be a part of the curriculum of a teacher going into a, a K-12 program um, at a university. It seems like the, the schooling system just doesn't know where disabled kids fit in. And the truth is 85% of the disabled children that go into general education classes, that is, classes that are have non-disabled um, children in them in a formal school setting, 85% can you know handle those classes extremely well. But they do need an individualized um, you know, tailored experience. Um, I know that when I was in school, basically my, my general education teachers would make sure that I sat in front of the, in the very front row and had extra time on tests. That was pretty much it. I did have a, um, tutor that came about once a week to help me with lower grade stuff. I I wasn't good in math, for example. Um, From reading this information it doesn't seem that much has changed honestly. Um, It seems like, well, to point out in this article, even though Schools have the best intention to place a child in the least restrictive environment, which means an environment that is mostly concurrent with the general general education standard. Um, But it says that their assessments are flawed. Um, Decisions regarding placement of students in full inclusion, partial inclusion, or pull-out programs are often dependent on on principals' varied understanding of inclusion, their personal preferences, the number and location of available seats, important considerations such as class size, the overall achievement level of students' non-disabled peer group, teachers' ability to adapt instruction, and teachers' tolerance for students with disabilities are not weighted in the decision-making process. Basically, what it's saying is that when considering how to best integrate disabled kids into the general education population, most uh, principals or school authorities, they look at the class size. Do we have a chair for this person? Um, They look at how is this person going to affect the other students in the room? Um, that is mostly, again, that, is, that, that solves concrete issues. Um, you can count how many chairs, you know how many children are in a, in a room, you know what their grade level is. It's very easy to count those things. What isn't easy and what isn't dealt with is how does the disabled person learn? Are they slow with math? Do they have problems with reading? How do they learn best? Are they better in a group? Are they better individually? Um, There are other considerations. You know, putting a disabled person into a larger classroom allows the other people, non-disabled people around them, to Accept and understand that there are people of different abilities um, within within their community, which is really beneficial. And the disabled person can build friendships and feel included. Um, but that's something that really has to be pushed, and it has to be considered as part as as necessary to the classroom experience as learning your ABCs. Um, According to this article, often uh, schools basically look at the child uh, as, well, can we get them through the class? And that is actually a lot of tutoring classes offered by um, schools are geared toward that well can this can we get this kid through the class with the C and they don't think further they don't think about the disabled child's personal growth they don't look at classes in t- in such a way as would this class be a good environment for the child they don't uh, model their tutoring programs or extracurricular activities to Um to accommodate that child. Um, I know that when I was in school, yes, they had alternative PE programs, but not every disabled child. And even the alternative PE um, classes were, you know, this disabled in the same way. Um, so again, even when when the schools are, you know, doing the best they can, they often fall short. So um, <clears throat> parents and students' rights in special education are protected under the IDEA. Um, you know, I've I heard that parents are often ignored when they go to their IEP if they bring up a particular issue. Um, It's pushed aside. Um, Some of the things that may help the child that the parent is aware of are not implemented. For example, um, if the parent thinks that the child needs counseling, that may or may not happen depending on the counseling resources of the school in question. Um, I know that... um, parents have often become discouraged in the process the the you know IEP determination process is extremely long and extremely detailed um, from what I remember and from what you know I've read thus far and it's easy to kind of get lost in the paperwork Um, you know it would be great if they could streamline the paperwork but you know it it is what it is Um, I think that the parent and the school should be a team they should be a team to help an individual and not one size fits all Um, it looks like we're coming to the end of this segment next time we'll discuss some of the um, positive aspects Uh, some of the positive moves that are being made now um, to hopefully implement, you know, correct the imbalances within the school systems. Um, I hope you'll join me. Again, my name is Erica Hanson, and I will see you on the other side. Hello again. This is part two of our episode on um, disability and education. My name is Erica. Um, this is a follow on, like I said, from last episode. We were discussing education and how the education system succeeds or fails with regards to disabled students. Um, one of the other things um, regard in this article from education weekly which actually is really wonderful i enjoyed it it was very um easy to understand and approachable one of the things they do mention um is that iep professionals um they are they often give short shrift and seldom incorporate in are They are often given short shrift and seldom incorporated in ways that work best for the parents. Um, IEP teams are frequently misinformed, par- misinformed parents of their rights, schedule meetings at inconvenient times, are slow to provide assessment data, and exaggerate the downsides of more restrictive and costly programs. As a result, parents too often resent what they perceive as condescension from the child's IEP group. Um, you know, this is this is a major fail, failing, I think, of the education system. Um, I don't think that I don't think that resources, of course, as I mentioned, are allocated. Um, logically, I don't think that most education systems put disabled folks um, in a prior as a priority. Honestly, um, because of this, you know they'll they'll offer things. Um, I know that there are several for-profit institutions that tutor kids in math, languages, anything that they might be. Um, Having trouble in, however, these institutions, uh, professional for profit institutions, seem to follow the strict classroom oriented traditional um, setting of general education. And like general education as a whole, I think that those tutoring programs don't focus on the individual person and making them the best that they could be. They are more concerned about, okay, how how can we get them to the next grade level? And that's where their, you know, that's where their involvement ends. Um, But I think, and this is why I decided to become a volunteer with New Heights educational group that, you know, Each disabled person is an individual. Um, No person's disability affects them. You know, every person's disability affects them individually in a specific way. No one person is going to be exactly the same as the other disabled. Disabled person next to them, in that way. I mean, that's that's humanity. That's human beings, and I think that's where we get to the core of things. Is that I, you know, start treat, treating people as individuals, not as a number, not as a seat in a classroom. Um, often, people with disabilities do need individual attention. Um, one of the things that I actually really love. Um, with New Heights Educational Group is that they offer three-hour tutoring once a week. Three hours, that's actually almost unheard of in my experience. When a tutor took me out of class every, you know, every Tuesday, it was for one hour. That was it, one hour. Um, you know, so I i was really impressed with that. Um you know, there's, there are other things you can do as well. Activities. Does the kid learn better, you know, being shown something, reading something? Um, you know, it, it, sitting at a desk in front of a class is not the best way people learn. Um, I think that there can be more done, more interaction with the child. Um, definitely more discussions between the child and um, the school. You know, with these uh, tutoring programs that schools often refer to, usually the for-profit tutoring programs, the expense is, you know, extreme. And often it is a choice between do I pay rent or do I get help from my child? And that's a that's a choice a mother should never have to make a mother or father should never have to make um, you know with new heights educational group the format is very welcoming and individualized very much so they take your kiddos on a field trip they have them interact with other people they give them volunteer opportunities. They um, let them explore the arts. Uh, Right now, they actually have... This looked pretty good for me. I I wish I could take it. Um, They have an ongoing Japanese class that's going to start pretty soon here, which surprised me because that's pretty awesome. Um, You know, and also they partner with a... um, you know, international travel company, so their kids can go, you know, over to another country and experience another culture, um, which I again think is wonderful. Um, one of the things that disabled people I think need and don't get, and what New Heights gives them, is a more sensory um way of learning so that the kids can experience different types of learning um and that the learning experience can be tailored toward them and their likes and you know and what they do best at um new heights education has had extreme you know you know successes in graduation. um, They are not a school. What they are is an outside company that assists and supplements the child's normal education. However, like I mentioned before, as far as uh, traditional education, there's a lot of missing pieces that the school either won't or can't provide. I know that New Heights will teach children of all ages, all abilities. Um, they even teach some adults. Um, they are—they are a company that's really dedicated to their mission. Um, and actually, you know, I don't mean to sound like a commercial for new heights but you know they are a pretty awesome um, service and that was their goal to create an environment in which people with disabilities could achieve whatever their peers could achieve or in some cases uh, go beyond what their peers can achieve um, it's it's truly amazing they offer An animation class which I didn't know about um, and I think is pretty neat so they are not treating the children either that they are less Um, sometimes I know I felt that as a child having to be taken out of class um, having to have a different physical education um, structure it can be very alienating and what New Heights does and what, you know, there actually, frankly, needs to be more of is more of this integrated, um, let's gear the education toward the child. Let's not just look at the next grade. Let's look at their future as a human being and as an adult um, and make them ready for the world, um, help them understand other cultures, help them uh, you know, succeed in their dreams, you know, as, as corny as that may sound. Um, and we really do need more interaction between uh, traditional schools, whether charter or, um, you know, public schools and these organizations, because they, you know, something like New Heights offers such a realm of opportunities for disabled children. And if there were other, you know, organizations and resources like this that the schools could reach out in within the community to, I think that would be a wonderful thing for child growth. Um, you know, it's so different. I look at what Uh, New Heights has to offer and think back to my own education experience and I just see a whole world opening up for these kids they have you know online classes which of course when I was going to school that was pretty much impossible but you know an online interactive they have like i said tutors that spend time with you 3 hours is actually quite a lot of time and i i think that it would be a lot of time to actually get to know the child and um and you know really make uh, form a personal connection um so it looks like we're coming toward the end of this episode i really enjoyed this episode i think that there are a lot of opportunities um, for further discussion of this. If you have any questions, just email me, Erica H. at um, newheightseducation.org. We also have a call in show, which the information for that can be found on the website or I will put it in the show notes as well as links to the information I talked about today. Have a great day, and again, thank you for listening. Please wait for the New Heights Education Educational Group May announcements.
1: Here are your announcements for the month of May. Happy birthday to the following people. Catherine Spangler on May 3rd. Seveline Gruhl on May 7th. Peter Gordon on May 13th. Joyty Dave on May 24th, Lakshmi Pad Manaban on May 28th, and happy anniversary to the following people: Leah Sidi on May 4th for 1 year, Savna Shukla on May 16th for 2 years, Katie Girkin Bushop on May 28th for 4 years, Joyty Dave on May 29th for 4 years. Also, our comic book will be released on May the 1st. To receive this by email, just email us or contact us to have it sent to your email box. We are also planning the School Bag Giveaway event, which will happen in June. Uh, If you can help supply school supplies, a location for the event, or a community dinner, Please contact us as soon as possible, 419 or email us at newheightseducation at yahoo.com. Have a great month.